All right, so check it out. So today, this is Sunday morning. I'm going to a, oh, I don't know what the fuck you'd call it, like a business um, panel get together thing. Um, if you guys remember the podcast I did with Sweatnet, and if you don't, I'll clip it in here. I'll clip it in here. Yep. And Thomas Gallagher. Awesome. You talk to a studio and like, we'll come and get you guys photos and video and stuff like that. And we'll come on site during these different events and get you content. Are people like, always like a client, right? Like there's always like that one cat, especially in B2B marketing. Like there's that one client, like we get that fucker. Everyone's going to follow it. With that, how personal do you, where is there, where's that line between this is me and an influencer. And then this is me in personal life kind of scenario. Like the crew at Sweatnet and me have been jamming about how uh, all these businesses that are part of Sweatnet here in Charlotte, North Carolina, they never kind of collab in a business sense. A lot of times these businesses will get together and do stuff together, but they never collab in like a business sense and like talk shop. And I was a big advocate of, uh, of putting something like this together and they've got the leverage and the network to do so. So we, uh, we finally put it together and uh, that's what I'm going to now. So the one thing that's unique about this, I don't know anybody going to this. Like, I might know them. Like, I might recognize them when I see them. But I don't think anyone knows who the fuck I am either. So it's not like you guys. Like, you fuckers watch my stuff all the time. So I, you know, feel comfortable calling you a fuckface. And most of you guys have a really, really good understanding about your business because we're probably in the same business. Some of these people might not be. So uh, you might have to tone it down a little and... Uh, and play a little bit nicer and you know just kind of understand the audience so we'll see how this goes um my name is Stuart Brower I uh I moved here in 2009 and my business uh started right at the end of 2009 2010 and it's morphed and it's had a bunch of different identities it's now urban movement we just opened up just under two years ago down in uh I guess you'd call it Loso area um and my as I look at everything that I've seen in Charlotte I haven't been here as long as some of us have to see the kind of highs and lows but in talking with a lot of different studio owners and gym owners, there are so many people in Charlotte. Like one apartment complex, if you had one ninth of that fucking apartment complex, you'd be good. You'd probably be set for like that area of town. And yet I feel a lot of us still have that same thing. Like, well, where are all the people? Like, I think that is, that becomes something. I don't think anyone here is so full of clients that they're just like, I absolutely don't, you know, so I think that's an interesting thing. And even, you know, you see it through generations. There wasn't social media, now there is social media. Now how do you combat things like that? Um, how do you deal with it when you're brand new, right? Like, okay, brand new here, got to establish a clientele and all the organic stuff stopped. Where the hell's ever, like, how do I, okay, now what do I do? Now I can't feed off that organic thing. So that was, I just kind of wanted to hear what everyone's kind of issues were. And because the methodologies are so different, Everything from like a Budokan to spin to whatever the, whatever the hell else is down this side that I haven't heard yet. Like, and CrossFit and all that. And I think it's all, everyone's going to have a common denominator. Attracting somebody, right? Converting them. But for most of us, we're telling the right story. We're doing the right thing. That part stays easy. And then keeping people, which is something I think every studio runs into. You ever look at like the total number of people that canceled or left your studio in a year? If you could have kept a third of them, a fourth of them, right? So why are people even in Charlotte's very nomadic? And I'm not, you know... Sweatnet and me have talked about this. Sweatnet and Class Pass, and I think Charlotte in general, I'm also going to put the brewery scene in this as well, is nomadic. People don't stay in one spot for the most part. People like to try different things. You could love Wooden Robot, but if your friends are over at Sycamore, you're going to bounce over there and go see them. The fitness scene is exactly like the microbrewery scene. And I call the fitness scene here in Charlotte the micro gym scene. We're all, we don't have 80,000 square foot Globo gyms. We're none of us, any franchisees for Gold's Gym here? No. 
<laughs> we all sit in on a three to five year lease somewhere just fucking praying it works out, right? <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that was just kind of my thing to see what everyone's common headaches were. We all know the good side of it, right? We all know like the fun part of this thing, but it's also like the headaches thing. And I think a lot of us have kind of maybe waxed those in different ways and we could share and kind of trade those best practices. And that's kind of what I'm hoping to get out of this. I'm Kate, this is my husband Chase. Um, we own Corology in Noda. We have opened our second location. Um, it'll be two. I think a great diving off point would be, I mean, just to hit on the beer fitness scene because that is such like a big fitness scene in Charlotte. I mean, the brewery scene is huge, right? And then there's, there's more than one list of where to work out for free, right? And, and that was one of the things, I mean, Grace was told when she moved from Chicago, never pay for fitness. <laughs> first year, like, you don't pay You have all these business owners here that make their living off of people paying for fitness, and there's lists that are saying never pay for fitness, and that's the that's what people are seeing. And it, it isn't one of those things, and, and I don't know, this is kind of an open question for wants to take it. Is it a necessary evil, or is there a way that you can turn this into an actual attraction point for your studio or for fitness? It's also, so, we had the studio, the two in South Park, and you guys have a huge brewery problem of free fitness out there? No. Not as much. It's, I mean, they're just getting ready to open their first Yeah. yeah it's also, you look at where we all set up shop. Yeah. You set up shop in the Mecca of a millennial. I moved yeah. from the Northeast, and I'm here. I, I agree. And the economics in Charlotte, and for most of, I would, how many are within like a five mile radius of Center City? Within five miles of Center City? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm so glad that you're here. I take my wife out to uh, the Ben & Jerry's. I live right around the corner to your <laughs> shop. So yeah, I'm, I'm like, come on up, yeah. It's, I'm like, this is such a smart spot. You can just sit here and pry down at everyone eating and be like, oh, she got double. I'm going down there and talking to her. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of us have probably, like, I've seen people that So like shared vendors, is that something yeah. like what yeah. I'm taking from this? Like yeah. a, a Google Doc that we can create and literally anyone can go and update yeah. and then always check. Yeah. So if I post, you know, Johnny does social media and you're like, oh, Stu recommended Johnny and then call, be like, okay, well, now just that. Now call and get the reference from the studio owner before you move forward with it yeah. for whatever it may be from cleaning a facility to social media yeah. to CPA and bookkeeping. That'd be something cool. Yeah. While we're on the subject of the vendors, can I just ask everyone, who do y'all use for scheduling? Like MindBody, do you use everybody? I know, would you guys be able to do a system like that everybody or not? Like, would you be able to do a MindBody type system? Zen Planner? Zen Planner? Okay, Zen I've heard of them. Use MindBody. For scheduling. God bless you. Did you use MindBody prior? And then you transferred? What, wellness living, or is it more expensive than my body? It's actually not. Um, Member management's like a relationship. It's not about finding the perfect person. It's finding one that pisses you off the least. There's no such thing. Everyone's like, which the best member met? They all fucking suck. It's just which one sucks in elementary. Like, I don't really care about that. I just need this one thing. And it's, it's like, I know people that have gone from mind body to Zen planner back and forth. They should create We're gonna cook it on it. <laughs> experience all of these systems sucks so if you are all in the fitness scene like you work out you go other places I don't and so when Aaron or Grace are like Aaron or Grace are like hey you're gonna go take Carrie's class go sign up on mind body and, and you use mind body I, I'm like I'm 
I don't have an account. I don't know what I'm doing. I spent like 10 minutes on it. I, I think for anybody that not picking on Carrie, anybody that has my body, I'm like, no, I'll just call. Yeah. You know, I'm just going to call. And, and there's a lot of people, probably a lot more people like me than in this industry that will just be like, that's too much work. Like I was going to do it. I felt motivated for that five seconds. <laughs> now you lost. Yeah, that like transfer from like, that transfer from like pages or whatever to get somebody to sign up. Like if you run a Facebook ad and you want to like connect it right into my body so they can like buy a single class or something, possible. That's awesome, like automation. Right, so everyone wants to have like a landing page that can, you know, gets them right into mind body, gets them scheduled, maybe takes their payment information, then they come in. Again, going to we're not Gold's gym. Um, it, it's like how many? I'm like really, how many leads are we all dealing with? Short, like twenty to thirty, maybe less than twenty. Like these are all things I highly recommend when we're doing. It goes landing page, grab lead information, and then fucking call and text it yourself. Yeah. Like the experience, because we all sound and look alike. Right, I'm this that does this, but I'm that that's this, but not that, and like we all just kind of look very incestual. Yeah. The fitness industry does. It does. What is not incestual and what is really unique is your voice, mm -hmm. any little corpse you might have. Like I call studio and they're like, "What's up, Stu?" With blah blah blah, you know. And even if they do one second of like, fate, so I called um, a studio when I was visiting New York, and they were very smart, and I recommend everyone do this. They Facebook stalk you before you call. You should. You should everyone should Facebook stalk. So if someone picks up the phone and goes, Stu, what's up? What do you think about the Ohio State game yesterday? I'm like, I don't know who the fuck you are. I'm coming in. <laughs> I'm like, I'm in. That's my dude, right? Hell yeah. What were we talking about? Fitness? Fuck it. Yeah. Like, they made a connection with me, and it's all there for free. Don't worry about that automation. I am highly recommend go to Facebook and Instagram first, and don't be creepy about it, but like, you know how many guys get spousal objections when you do sales training? How to train someone for a spousal objection? I need to talk to my husband or my wife. Why in the world would you not know that ahead of time? Would it have taken you 45 seconds? How many times do you guys get the phone call from the sales guy? Hi, is the, who's this? This is Stuart. Oh, is the owner of the facility there? You asshole. Oh, if you would have taken nine minutes to look on my fucking website, you might have got me on the phone. But it just shows how lazy you are. I highly recommend, like, Facebook talking ahead of time. Just get one little, oh, cool, I'll see you from Charlotte. You're in from out of town? Once you have their lead information, name, email, and phone number. Always go straight to Facebook just to have a little something. Like that, that studio knew I was coming in from Charlotte. What if there's 10 stews? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good call. Um, if there's 10 stews, I would go ahead and just pick the one that you think. Like, again, look, and he saw me check into uh, Charlotte, you know, JFK Airport. And the guy in New York, he must have saw that I had checked it in another place, and he just assumed. So, hey, you went from Charlotte? I was like, yeah. I thought that was the coolest. Uh, that's why I went there, you know? Um, it's not creepy anymore. I've literally called him like, hey, this is Karen, and yeah, I just, did you, did you just become a, an aunt the other year? Your sister had a, she's like, yeah, I was like, yeah, I saw it on Facebook. She's like, oh, yeah, oh my God, it's been crazy. I just got back from Wisconsin. I'm like, cool, so you ready to come in and work out? Like, and no one's like, you creepy fuck. Like, what, like, what are you, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, and, but it, I feel like, no, I, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's definitely age based. Beyond thirty, maybe like thirty five, maybe not as much. So the aspect of that is like we're posting things like, you know, to show people what we're up to. So it's kind of become less informal to be like, hey, you know, I'll use the Ohio State example for example. I hate Ohio State, but Michigan fans. 
Like, okay. Oh my somebody, God! I grew up in Ann Arbor. Okay. <laughs> All right. So if you, if somebody said that, you know, about a team or yeah. you know, even if somebody joked and be like, oh man, like you know, we're losing at Ohio State for a while now. So <laughs> if somebody even joked, I would laugh. Yeah. It doesn't seem as like it's like oh they you know what like okay oh, cool like you know you got my attention because you're differentiating yourself from the rest of. Yeah, if we bumped into each other at a coffee shop and you had, you know, brown and maize on and I had, you know, scarlet gray on, like, we, there'd at least be a little rapport there. And I assume most people are shop. most people are doing that spiel, calling studios or checking things out more than one time. So, again, if you could just stand out one iota differently, and again, I, a huge, on that, definitely look, if, if so my mom, my mom is, uh, she'll be 58. She is on social media to watch me and my grand, and her granddaughter, my daughter, right, and my sister. Like, whereas maybe some of us are on social media to share our world and share what we do. So, like, think about the demo and what you're going at. Yeah, if it was an older one, like, I would definitely play that because you're right. If my mom, the same thing, she'd be like, who the, f and she'd hang up, like, instantly. She'd be, like, looking and cleaning up, like, there's cameras in her house. No more TV. Yeah. How many of you guys build staff from within versus hire from the outside? And going to your problem, like, there's very few, whatever the methodology is. And the one thing we all have to accept is exercise science is the youngest science out there. None of us know what the fuck we're talking about. We honestly don't. We have a very deep niche knowledge on our one niche thing that I promise you in 10 years switches a little. If you're in that CrossFit realm, that is probably one of the bigger changes recently. Yoga was traditional yoga, and now we have things like rocket, we're getting inverted, we're getting power. Like things evolve over time, and we know our thing really well, but you know, in general, we all just assume all of our methodologies are equal across the board. Regardless whether you actually believe it or not for the sake of this conversation, all the methodologies are equal. When we're looking to develop staff and people from within, are we really looking to hire the best trainer in that one methodology that took you a while to, or how many of you guys pull from within? Like my general manager, like nine years, client number zero, zero, two. Yeah, culture, because culture's hard to teach, but it's also, I understand, but it's, like I've also interviewed people where I'm like, you went to school for four years and you got a degree and you can't tell me the, the difference between abduction and adduction is, and which is, it's okay, but are we really looking for the best trainers ever? You tell me this, you show me someone who's the best trainer in the world, technically sound, just, just the shit, versus give me someone with a bit of pizzazz, some personality, is an infectious human being, can make you laugh, make you smile, take care of you when you've had a bad day, and do whatever, and then I can build in. All of us didn't know shit about fitness until we knew shit about fitness. So we all started from zero. So when we get someone in and we're like, man, that person, they've been a client for, like, you were a client for a year before you get at Rockbox, right? That's one of my things I always am amazed at when I'm looking at HR. How many come from within? Because try teaching culture. I can teach you that a squat does these things, but I can't make you not a douchebag. I can't make you not personal. Show me a progression to have someone run a group class on a 45 minute clock and not run one minute over. That can be created on a piece of paper. Show me a progression to be funny. Show me a progression to liven up the group at 5 a.m. when it's fucking early and people are tired and they're like, fuck off, I'm tired. Like, but they're there to do their thing and you just wait. They leave there thinking like, holy shit, I'm ready to go party. This is amazing. Find me that progression. That's one of the things, and I think that's where culture and the HR side always trumps the training knowledge side. We had a kid come in, dumb as rocks, just absolutely didn't know shit about anything kinesthetically, movement-wise. But dude, could he not? He could just make you laugh and smile. Done. Like, don't ever let go of that person. Please come and visit. We're gonna try to come take your classes. I just, oh my God. I'll reach out to you. Yes, thank you so much. Um, 
everyone, Michigan, go boo. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm sorry, Ohio it's, State. It's all good. You know what? <laughs> if we were to cross paths, I would have like a camaraderie with you just because I'm like, oh, Big Ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My question is, is I, we don't do any boot camp, like pre-boot camp classes, but obviously like that's the hot thing. Like we're thinking like maybe we should pair with a brewery. Like what are we doing? Are anybody can like are they converting people? Like obviously that's brand recognition. Think of it. Yeah. Think of it as lead acquisition. Yeah. So when we look at breweries and we do in these events, all it is is lead acquisition. If I pay if my CPC with Facebook advertising is four fifty per lead to fifteen dollars a lead, I can go ahead and put on an event and we shall be doing this with apartment complexes because there's an abundance and they have the people. Breweries because there's an abundance and they have the people. You go to a brewery and say, listen, what's your slowest night in the week? It's probably a Tuesday or Wednesday. Right? And can I do an event here? Maybe spark, spike that up. And all you're looking to do is not convert on that initial. You don't want to bang on the first date. You want to get name, email, and phone number, and then bring them in. I also want everyone to think about when I ask about. <laughs> that's why the camera's going. So, but also think about like this. That's why I asked how many of you guys are within five to six miles of Center City. You have to realize who your demographic is. I'm going to be 33, you can probably find me more at Tiber Creek on a regular basis than you could when I was 29, 30 years old, and I was bounced around to different bars. So when we think about like that avatar client that goes to uh, Legion, and then Old Mac, and then this brewery, and then that, they're generally, I could probably guess their age. I could probably guess their age and be fucking dead on. They're probably not engaged or married. I guarantee they probably don't have a kid. So we think about those of us and where we're at, think about that life cycle of the client. I say we don't get frustrated with the nomadic fitness culture. We realize that is a life cycle, and in a three-year markup, that changes. Just like any of you guys who are in South End, you have to understand, if you're not asking when someone joins your studio, great, which apartment complex do you belong in? How long into your lease are you? If you were not asking how long into the lease they are, you were really, really missing out on the opportunity to realize when you're probably going to lose them. The average person south end is in an apartment complex for one cycle, then they'll go to another one that's given a free month. Another cycle in general around three to four cycles and they're buying a house out in the burbs or somewhere more affordable, Noda, Statesville, Brightwalk, that kind of scenario. So like understand the cycle of where you're at. That's why when I was talking with you, like you're obviously you have more established people out there. Your churn will probably be much lower than someone who is literally next to, you know, if you're at triple, but next to triple C. It's a much younger demo. Not there's not established 45 year olds living in South End and Uptown. But you probably just start thinking about the brewery, just that's that churn, right? And just think of his lead acquisition. How are you guys? I'd go get a boot camp with anyone I can. And again, here's the boot camps. I don't know, do they stick with one person? I generally find they don't want to because then it gets boring for even them. Yeah. It's it's a service to them. Even do this. Go to them and say, hey, how much are those fucking coasters? Cool. I want to do a boot camp with you every other Thursday for the next three months. I'm gonna buy every goddamn coaster. I'm gonna put my logo on it, it's gonna say free class. Go to the nearest coffee shop. I'm going to go ahead and buy, I don't have shit. Um, I'm going to buy one of those sleeve things. Do you know, I, I've got a coffee shop in our place. I know what that would save him in three months. If he went and bought one, and be like, all I want to do is put my brand on it and say free class on the back because I just need to be where the eyeballs are at and I don't feel like giving it to Zuckerberg. It's like South End and like the six mile radius outside of Center City, so good for a bit. Like it really is. And I know we're talking about the cost of living and all that. The economics work out for the consumer and the liver here. It truly does. What people are getting paid here and what it costs to live here definitely works out. That's why the growth in Charlotte is what it is. If it was flip-flopped, that we wouldn't, not as many of us would probably be sitting here right now. But it's on the positive side for a while, for how long, we don't know. Highly recommend. Think of it as lead gen, doing an event like that, and all you're looking for. I just want your name, email, and phone number. Make your, meet, your, uh, meet your face, shake your hand, learn something about you, Ohio State, whatever it may be, and then 
know you have your list. Well, I didn't get to talk to these many people. I don't have much rapport. I'm going to call these guys on Monday and invite them in for the real thing. The brewery is just uh, it's speed dating. When they do the fitness thing, it's just a speed date. Just get and be like, hey, I'll slip them the number and I'll hit them up and shoot them a DM or whatever it may be. I don't even know that the, the brewery stuff, they take your information. No, no, no. That's on us. That's our responsibility. Yeah. You're showing up on someone else's property. You better show up with a digital waiver, paper waiver, whatever it is. That's, that's on us. Hundred percent. To your point, like, Stu, we did a giveaway with you yeah. recently. Oh yeah. And so we picked the giveaway winner, but Stu went through and you text. Her so message. my staff knows if we do anything on social, like what we did with them with giveaway. So if you guys see the giveaways they do, within 24 hours we had 188 people tagged. My uh, my my GM, my assistant GM, over the next five days, DMing everybody, saying, hey, saw you got tagged in this thing. I, they didn't win because they only pulled one winner, but I'd love to invite you into the studio. And, I, what, and the lead in question always has to be non-machine and bot-like. Like, what days do you like to sweat? What days do you like to work out? Oh, cool, we got a class then if you want to come in. So, like, those events, there was 188 leads, right? And that for guys that use, like, Alex's program and stuff like that, use high-volume lead generation, and your CAC is just really dialed in, that is probably one of the best things you could do. Now, I'm just going to blow up your giveaways now. Everyone's going to want to fucking do them. But you think about it, 60 people comment on your shit, like that, what you DM all of them, shoot them a message. Be like, hey, saw you message them. I, you obviously, someone had an interest in you coming here. My name's Stu. I've got this thing. If you're ever in South End, hit us up. You got good coffee and workouts. Come on by. What was the result of that? So, out of 188, I think we have 13 that are going to come in. Which, if that was a Facebook ad, yeah. I'd get the Facebook, I'd get the award for the year. Out of 108 leads, if you really got 13 good ones that come in on a typical lead gen, you know, ad, that's that's really good. Um, so now, how many we close? Great. I'll, I'll let you know in hopefully like two weeks. So you have, so your urban movement, so you have like a CrossFit gym in there and a spin studio? Strongly getting rid of the word CrossFit, absolutely okay. no offense. But you have like, you know, that type of workout. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you have a spin studio. A spin studio is in there and a coffee shop. So let me ask you this. In, in those types of scenarios, using leads like that, calling people to come in for that mm -hmm. workout, like, I feel like you can be a lot more personal in that, like, CrossFit-style workout rather than the spin workout. I mean, do you feel like one works better than the other, like, for one studio over the other? Yeah, so there's uh, all different companies. I don't know. I only own the building and the urban movement. That's it. So the other ones are complete different okay. identities. Okay. And, I mean, my wife owns a studio. My former employee of mine yes. owns the coffee yeah. shop. So we're all kind of incestually connected. But, um, yeah, no, it's it's cause they're all different brands. Like, you know, kind of thing. If you ask someone, like, what's Urban Movement versus what's Ride or Die, that it just completely different. Like, the people that go to Ride, there's no, and, uh, there's, the other thing, there's no crossover. Everyone, I think, thinks, like, in studio, like, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this thing. You're trying to be, like, a Swiss Army knife before you've been a really good pocket knife. We don't even mess with Belita. We don't message each other's well, the, clients. The reason I ask is because, like, we've done stuff like that before, and I find that it is a lot easier to do that type of stuff with a personal training program or um, like a really small group training program than to do it with a larger class program like yeah. a spin studio. Yeah, and where you have fixed difficult. you have fixed cap, right? You have X amount of bikes, right? So you got to yeah. plan that. The logistics are a lot different on it. I think it's much harder to do that for like group classes, big group classes, than like that if you can do that, you know, one personal training workout or like, you know, we've done 12 week programs or whatever. And those have worked really well for that lead generation, calling that person, bringing them in for an appointment, that kind of stuff. Difficult to do for a bigger like spin class or. Yeah. It's, it's been, it's been, well, I'm just saying from my experience, it's been easier yeah. on that side than on the big group classes. Yeah. Like we've signed through like that type of lead generation program. 
we had a 12-week program, we signed 22 people onto it. Mm -hmm. um, then when we try to do it for like just bringing that, just skipping that and bringing them right into the mold of the classes and everything, doesn't work as well. It's really interesting you mentioned that, and uh, even the CrossFit scene is getting more popular, like starting with one-on-one -on -one coaching first. Like personal training is the, the genesis of everything. Yeah. It's the genesis of all this. And doing one-on-one, -on -one, even the yoga industry, I think, is the biggest one to pop on this. Like, ask someone who's never been to a yoga, if we all to put level of intimidation to our different methodologies, put yoga down there kind of low, uh-uh. No, fuck, tell me I'm going to go do a yoga class, and then I get in there, and Grace is hitting warrior three, whatever, and I look like an asshole in the back, like, trying to catch. I want to sit in the back so no one sees me. My balance is off. It's super intimidating. I think a lot of the, and I, I think, again, all the methodologies being equal, I think one-on-one -on -one introductions, you would be blown away. If you, like, literally for uh, Ride or Die, the higher conversion rate is when we tell them they can come in for a, a, tr a, a private session so they know exactly how to clip in, how to do a, a Europe to U.S. Yeah. To it's start with that one-on-one. -on -one. I mean, it's to try to bring people right. Because uh, you, yeah. you mentioned Alex, whatever. Yeah, Hermosa, yeah. Right? Like, so there's other guys sure. that do that same kind of stuff. And so I've tried applying that methodology in different ways. And it absolutely, 100% of the time, if you bring that person in for an appointment, one-on-one, -on -one, I'm going to sign maybe 50, 60% of those people. If I bring them in and I just bring them in that way and put them right into class, gone. Yeah. It's an, uh, an interesting thing. Does anyone know what their cap is in their studio? Like, how many studio, how many clients they could actually have? Like, what's the number they're all shooting for? I mean, no, in total. So every studio has an operational cap. Like, we could have this many clients. Just per hour. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, again, twenty-four in a day, in, you know, twelve to ten if you want a life, right? Kind of scenario. Like, how many people can you see? I think it's always so interesting on client acquisition and chasing leads. It's like, man, I got ninety-six leads the fuck you do if 96 people showed up in your studio tomorrow <laughs> you're done you're out of business you're like now again you high volume models and you could schedule them around and all that other stuff i just that's always interesting to me is we all realize what that cap is like how many people like you go to like a brewery that's one thing breweries know really really well that's why i really like the, the parallels they know what their not only what the city says their occupation is but how many people their tap room can handle like that that's a number right and they have someone that's keeping an eye on that number and when we close the max then there's certain things that happen it's always been something really interesting. Like, how many people do we actually need? Like, I want, when I was talking about the apartment complexes, if I literally just had a sixth, a ninth of three apartment complexes, that'd be it. That'd be it. Now, you got to talk retention. How long are you keeping them and all that other stuff? But I think that's always really interesting to figure out how many people. And, like, the nice thing about spin, it's set. There's X amount of bikes times five classes a day, two morning, one afternoon, two evenings, on call it on average for the average studio, plus plug some mid-mornings and stuff. There's a set number of people you can service in a day, times four to five days a week. Yeah, times. I mean, it gets a little bit more complicated because yeah. you've got memberships and then you've got things like class pass, so you've got yeah. different people. How many on class pass? Anyone on class pass? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah, I find class pass very much like the brewery thing. Again, you guys are really again think of the demographic within six miles of Center City. They're yeah. they're transplants. Yeah. They're looking to go out and see what else is out there and maybe meet some people and try some stuff. I, most class passers convert to a studio at some point. Nobody really stays on the tit forever on the cla for yeah, class pass. I, mean, I think I think more after they took that <laughs> option away, like definitely. Yeah. That one for but it's also easy to sell that. I mean, it's easier to sell them supplemental 
classes because yeah. ClassPass is doing that on their own now. They're saying, oh, hey, pay an extra $20 and you can visit the studio another time or whatever. But if you want some fruit yeah, or some coffee. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I might need that, right? <laughs> <laughs> for their own. <laughs> so I was going to ask, do you have any contacts like, that do marketing? So I do, um, we have a social media manager in-house. Um, and I use... Uh, my branding and business coach, his name is Joe Tabaldi. He's locally or Charlotte. So are you talking about curation of a post or the actual scheduling of the damn thing and posting it up? So like right now, I'm, I'm running yeah. Instagram and sure. I tried to run ads yep. and they all flopped. Yep. So I'm not setting it up. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm fine with like, like if I told you, have you installed your Pixel? 100% the answer is like, no. Yeah, you're like, what the fuck's a Pixel? Yeah. Oh. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So like stuff like that. Like I, I think that I do okay with our like I yeah. all the time. That like the poster fine. So I don't need somebody day by day running the Instagram. Yeah. Like I'm, uh, I feel like it keeps me on the bus. Sure. Like our athletes and where we're at. Yeah. But um, just more of like getting good ads out there. Mm -hmm. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We get really good on free marketing. Like our Instagram is great traction. Yeah. yeah. We, get, we get a lot of member interest off that. Like anytime we try to do a little ad, it's just like. Yeah, so the geotagging is just probably off. Yeah. The geotagging just needs to be set more specifically and you want to um so are you guys using like a landing page or you direct them to your website? Yeah. So nice meeting you. Next time we get an ice cream, I'll step nice by. Nice to see you again. <laughs> I know, come on up. Landing page or website are you running traffic to? So, yeah, so now we're doing landing page. Yep, yep, yep. Are you doing it in-house or are you doing like Alex's program or another program? We're doing okay. We are we the gym Yep. Yeah. And then we had a lot of leads, but man, lead quality was good. And that's it's Especially always. Especially in our area. Yes. It's, it's yeah, correct. It's not yet. Not yet. It will be. Yeah, you guys, yeah, you'll yeah, be. You guys will be very happy you're there in about three years. I right, promise which is you. Part of the game. It's like, yeah. All right, we're doing okay. And then, well, what I would tell you to do before, so that Sugar Creek uh, light rail stop that just went in is going to be the biggest, most profound light rail stop on the light rail. It's going to be the biggest. Um, I would hide. Yeah, I would. Hide. Yeah. Well, it's also. Yeah. It just. It's. Um. It's location to university. It's just. Yeah. It's just going to be. Um. The way the city's plan is to be really. I would highly recommend. I don't know what your lease situation is. Within the next three years, like around like a year and a half, two years in, try to renegotiate before it pops for a long-term lease, so that when it does pop, he doesn't turn around like, oh yeah, an extra three fifty a square foot, you know, and screw you. Always like, the best thing to do, honestly, where you guys are at, because that's what I did in when I was in South End. I would watch public access TV, the city council meetings, when things would be rezoned. That's all on TV for free. And so I'd be like, huh, why is someone buying this giant thing over here by the gin mill and all this other stuff? And then I'd go and look up that company online, and I'd be like, holy shit, look at all the other things they built. Fuck, that's probably going to be a big deal. You know, so like, just do that little bit of research, because if you can get a good lease, like a long duration down there, you, yeah, but don't let it get too expensive. Then your landlord's thinking, you know, try to, yeah. So read that up. Um, on the lead stuff, it's a... Uh, you gotta think of it as quantity and quality. You're gonna go after a ton of quantity with a six week challenge kind of concept, yeah. and you're gonna capture a ton, and literally you're gonna throw 95 to 6, 7% away. Yeah. You're gonna keep I a couple. We had, a, we had like 90 leads, and I, I sold three. Yeah. Uh, and it probably, how many hours of, like, how many, how much time did you have to spend to do that, right? Yeah, they come in, like, and I hate making that judgment call so they walk my door, and, like, I know you Yeah. Like, yeah. Now, I, what I would say, though, is, like, now that those three people, if they stick around for 12 months, you're going to be like, well, fuck, that was well worth the time, right? Yeah. On the long tail. 
Yeah. Yep. So we can do two iterations by ourselves. And just yeah, and it's the thing is I'm not at like social media, like social media markets with those things like you guys gotta understand like the the entire that back end the UI of it, and I'm in it probably six times a week for clients. I it is fucking changing every month. Like it literally looks different this week than it did this same time last month. It changes all the time. And you have to have someone, like I literally, so we're running two ads right now. I literally just created last night with a few beers of me watching the Ohio State game. <laughs> and I'm keeping an eye on them, but you gotta have your, you know, get the ads manager here and and go ahead and just keep track. But like as things change, so you notice as my relevancy score goes this way, what does that do to my CPR cost per result? And when is when do I know I need to flip the ad because there's ad fatigue? Like I'll be, I would probably say 30 hours of YouTube videos is probably the extent, besides playing and toying with it, is the extent of my education on it. Like learning through YouTube, which is pretty much all you need to do these days for that kind of stuff. Um, but uh, I, I would, I, I truly, where I think a lot of lead generation is um, that's less expensive, obviously, is in things like uh, is the current clients. Like referrals, but like if you were to give your gym a grade, like you were to grade all those members on referrals, like how many members they new members they bring a month, what would you give them? C, a D, D. Yeah, that's every fucking micro gym owner says that. Why? Now I uh, I normally have AirPods for my phone. Like for my line of work, I need my AirPods. I'm on the phone all the time. I literally like if we wanted to talk about that, I guarantee I could fucking sell you on buying them right now. Literally, I would give you the best referral ever. And I would close you on buying AirPods. I don't talk about AirPods fucking ever. It just I just don't think about it. And they're the most integral part of my life. I check for my wallet, my cell phone, my pods. Because in my work, I need that all the time. So it's so... Then why don't I talk about that one? It's like clients. Clients are not running around like, hey, you and Brad, get over here. Let me tell you about CrossFit. Because remember how douchey it was? Like all the stereotypes we got back in the day? Oh, one thing you know about CrossFitters, they don't shut the fuck up about CrossFit. Everyone shut up about their fit. Nobody wants to be that annoying friend at work and like, mm, I eat paleo. Let me tell you about paleo and CrossFit. You know what a thruster is? And like, nobody wants to be that guy or girl. You have to force the referral. So what I would start having gyms do, since you're already doing the organic, start a tagging campaign. Tagging campaign is very simple. You are going to get a photographer, someone who does it recreationally for you now or something cheap, have them come in, get a class of like 10, let's say 15 people, get 10 photos per person, 150 photos of people, all right? And they've got to be good ones, ones that are going to market your gym the way you want, good lighting, all that shit. Drop all 150 in one month. Post 150 photos in one month. 75 to Instagram, 75 to Facebook. Every post, you treat it like you were creating a Facebook ad. You tag the client in. This is Sally. Sally's been a client for six months. She shows up, puts in her work. She's a mother of three, and we're beyond proud of her, the progress she's made. If any of you can relate to this, boom, here's our link to our landing page. You make every post like that. Your business page, because I guarantee you're not 75 posts in a month is about two and a half a day, three a day. Promise you're not posting it that volume. Our Instagram gets that much coverage, not like Facebook. You do it across the board, and it just, because here's what happens, it forces the referral. So while I don't talk about AirPods, I'll say, like, hey man, I saw that video, you had those things. Do they work? Do you like them? Are they comfortable? Force the referral. So then Tim's going to be sitting there at work and Tim's co-worker comes and goes, Tim, what's up, man? Hey, listen, dude, your gym's putting you on fucking blast. I've seen like four photos of you. Like, you look great, but like, what the? He's like, yeah, yeah, I go there for three days a week. Maybe you should come sometime. Force the conversation because otherwise it's not going to happen. It's not. That tagging campaign has been an amazing organic campaign. Hey, so nice to meet you, man. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. We can catch that game. There we go. Hopefully we don't have this after that Saturday game. I'm watching the game yesterday. Oh, my God. What a game. So good, though. And it was like, but I kind of...
Like, it's always like a love hate. You guys pulled it out against Northwestern, right? We did, though. We did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually, when you think about it, it's just like, I actually love for you guys to win because. I just need anyone in the Big Ten to win. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, at the end of the year, we do, like, bowl games. All the SEC kids down here, I, I need something to talk shit on. But. So nice meeting you, dude. Um, that works out really well. Um, we do like check-in campaigns are phenomenal. Check in to check out. Every day you check in, you give them two options. They get 1% off their next month, but they can't just check in. They've got to check in, post a photo, and explain why, you could just because it's cliche, why this is the best hour of my day. So on average, when I run a check-in campaign at a gym, 12 to 13% is the average discount per anyone who participates. But again, for you to get that kind of brand recognition on a Facebook ad, you'd be paying whatever 12 or 13% is of your monthly rate, it's, it works. Or if you really gotta run on the cheap, don't give them the 1% off, give them an entry into a, a draft to win a free month. Yeah. So nice meeting you. Um, but yeah, it's like little things like that I think could pick it up um, until like either you hand off the marketing to someone who truly knows where. Why did they click on that shit? Yeah, but, but always think though, the people that generally click on it, you talked about those poor leads coming in. The yeah. people are gonna click on a typical six week challenge, whatever campaign, are generally, not all of them, because uh, me and Tom have had interesting conversations. He was a six week challenge guy that got him into fitness. You know, you guys see those commercials at 2 in the morning, right? 3 a.m. for the Fat Blaster Gazelle 4000, you know, whatever. <laughs> Three easy payments of $29.99. Those are the same people that see something like that, and it speaks to them. So, and here's the thing is, we all, you know, brand doesn't mean anything if no one knows about you. And we're like, well, that's not on brand. I don't want to do it. And there's some give and take on that. Like, you got to get people in to talk about to develop the brand first. But um, I would say that the what paid Facebook advertising, it's tough right now. It's not... It's not the members on demand that every social media guru is saying it is. Hire me, pay me $16,000, a grand a week, whatever it is, and I'll fucking bring in 100 people in the gym. If that was the case, we'd all be rich. And again, you're going to bring in, like you said, three out of nine, 90, and you're going to maintain, you're going to keep beyond a year, one. It's just, again, they're patches. They're really good patches and they work. Like, um, but yeah, when you look at your gym, if you're not... Really think about the organic stuff. If you're not doing at least two memberships a month or at least getting two referrals a month that are referral, because those are the best ones. They're the cheapest. They run in the same ecosystem as that member. So odds are they're the same socioeconomic class and odds are they kind of like the same shit and they've already been prepped. They already probably know your pricing because they asked their friend, what the fuck do you pay to go there? So those are the best. So how do we get more of those is the biggest thing. I also think in Charlotte, the one thing no CrossFit's me, nobody is doing enough of, kicking in the door to local businesses, went to a lunch place. Hey, I'm, I'm going to be catering lunch for 10 businesses this summer. What kind of deal, if I'm going to go through you for all 10, can I get? Give me a great deal, half off. Go to the businesses. Hey, we're going to do a lunch and learn. I'd love to come and tell you we own a fitness center right down the street. I'd love to bring in lunch for your entire staff. How many got? So you got to pick small to medium-sized businesses or else it gets fucking expensive. <laughs> and um, I want to cater it and we're going to talk uh, nutrition and then training and talk about kind of what it is we do. Do you guys ever bring in local businesses? Like, well, no. I'm like, well, do you guys like free lunch? They're like, well, yeah. Think this could work? Yeah, sure. Cool. And in addition, we'll give everyone a one-week free membership that goes here after we do our lunch. So I make, a, I make a little network with the local fucking sandwich place that's going to do the deli subs and I do 10 of those in the summer and I promise out of 10, they'll generate five leads out of it at a, like at a minimum and those five, they stay a year and it always proves to be that positive. It's one of those things, it's like, I'm not from the country, but I got buddy, I went to school in the country. We'd get in a truck, we'd go mudding and you've got to spin for a while before a tire catches traction, right? It's like, 
The same thing with marketing. You've got to fucking just uh, until you get some traction. And then as you start really figuring out who that avatar, the exact person is you want, it gets a little bit easier. But I'm not like, I bet you guys three years in will still be kind of learning about your avatar. I'm still learning about my avatar now. I thought we had a certain demographic opening up because we used to push for years. Like, all right, we have all these competitive brands. Like, all right, we'll be that competitive gym. And a year later, it's like, our average age is 43 and they have seven kids. All right, this is our gym. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you learn as that avatar goes on. So, like, for me, it was so funny because I had all the young, the younglings. Literally, partying with them on the weekend was my best form of community, like, being with my community. And I was young then, I could do that. And now, we're starting, we, the only time when we're really losing clients is when they have that kid and they can't afford living South End. So that's like that, and I was talking about that apartment life cycle. So I started learning, like, okay, so I really, my sweet spot is the three years there in an apartment complex. That's my sweet spot. 36 month LCV, lifetime client value, that is my sweet spot. And beyond that, I high five myself, and it, below that, I'm like, eh, maybe we just didn't do a good enough job. You know, but you start learning more and more about it as time goes on. But now that I know that that's an apartment complex dweller, that's why, like, when I was talking, like, you can't get mad when the you know you're like, well, why do these kids want to drink beer and not pay attention to health and fitness? Because they're fucking 29. That's why. <laughs> you gotta like accept who it is. Like you gotta like it's same thing. Like when someone comes in that's 47, we pitch them PT first, like and we crush the PT first sale. If you're 45 or older. Yeah. If you're 30 or over, it's a harder pitch for us kind of scenario. It's cool. Like again, there's never been a better time. Honestly, thank for you get like opening up. I think this is the best time right now. You're gonna start seeing, you start seeing some gyms flop, and you guys don't have a ton of saturation out there. But no, I mean, like, that's why we picked up north. Yeah. Lived up in university, and there's like yeah. three gyms over yeah. here. Like, I mean, so I'm you know, you know clubs. about the zoning stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you, there's like we have, we we had a feel for years that that's gonna rezone. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know if things like that are changing? So that that's something. Like, so what's your cur- yeah? So if it's a light rail, odds are it'll probably flip to what right they call TOD or TODM. Yeah. TOD stands for Transit Oriented Development. TODM is Transit Oriented Development. Modified, which is, and what the great thing about that, either rezone our building, that allows for a facility, like a fitness facility via Mecklenburg, needs two parking spaces per 50 square feet or per 100 square feet. Think about that shit. Yeah. Two parking spaces. I talked to, I try to do all this like the right way when we started, and I talked to like the zoning yeah. and all stuff, and they're like, all right. You need 97 parking spaces. I'm yeah. Like, you build not one fucking gym, gym that has that parking spaces. That's why you got to go. Breweries have 12. Yeah, like, but they're all. That's why everyone is gobbling up the TOD. Yeah. Um, rezonings and Vi Lyles, who's now the mayor, when she was on city council, so she was part of my rezoning board when we rezoned that, uh, rezoned our building. She was like, nope, fucking no more. You breweries, like she was so sick and tired of giving out this these TODs. And because the landowners want them, because then that way, if the brewery goes out of business, TOD opens you up to you could give it to anybody. But what a lot of CrossFit gyms are, which are I2, industrial, very limited usage in I2. You can run a gym in there to a degree, to a degree, but it does get a little hairy. Um, we were small enough. To <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. barely. Yeah, we're like 50 square feet. Yeah, yeah. Line. That's awesome. I would. Um, so what I would look at it for when you're doing there. So if you ever go on Polaris. Go just go into Google, put in Mecklenburg County, Polaris uh, 3G. It's going to pull up a search tool, and it pulls up the entire Mecklenburg County. You put in the address, brrr, and it pulls up, tells you who owns the land, what it's zoned at, the size of the parcel, its city ordinance, all that stuff, um, and see what it currently is, and then start looking in the city, the, look at the notes from the city council meetings and see who's maybe petitioning for rezonings in that area. Because if you're on the light rail and somebody wants to buy up that land, that's why, like, always look at, like, start planning for this yeah. stuff ahead of time. Yeah, wherever we're at, we're fine. But I know, like, it's, like, the turn was yeah. off that little yep. plot. 
and everything around them got gobbled up. Yeah. Just like four shitty warehouses. Yeah. Yeah, not for long. Yeah. yeah, not for like, or, but again, it's not that they're, because the city also gives a lot of money. Like, we applied for a grant. We didn't get it. If you revamp old, I guarantee you these fuckers got received a nice grant to not destroy this place. And again, I mean, look how fucking cool it is. Like, you know, like, they've really done an amazing job with it. But the, like, um, old Common Market, I don't think Common Market got it, or the new Common Market, they redid an old warehouse, you know? So, I mean, like, there's opportunities there. It also depends on the age of the landowner. So when you look up who owns the land and you go look at the age, like you don't want to go to someone who's 35 to 45. Not there's a lot of those people, but if they're 62, they might be seeing the the light at the end of the tunnel. Like fuck it, like I can't take it with me. Might as well sell it. Yeah. You know, um, to see that stuff convert. But that's awesome, guys. Are you uh, are you loving it? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, great. It's, it's a lot of it's a lot of change. Like when we started, I I was the one like spending you know a hundred hours a day in the gym. Yeah. And then uh, I actually just took a full time job like two months ago. So now it's like nice. shit. We got to find other coaches and mm-hmm. all this and that's why finding good coaches is tough. Yeah, it is. Um, are you both working now? Yeah. Well, gotcha. Yeah. So that's why it's like we we like want to consider outsourcing some of the stuff that we suck at. Yeah, we already are good at it, and then we yeah. both work you know forty three hours. A week I would tell you if you're gonna do both like the jobs you. Have, have, or if the gym was making enough money, you'd, you'd fucking get rid of the other jobs. I, I think tough. it'd be hard for the gym to make enough money. Yeah, we're more with the analytics. So okay. it's like, like, it probably pays well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We spent 30 years in school. Like, so like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would tell you, so look at the nice thing about, so one of my clients, he owns uh, Isabella Fitness up in Sayreville, New Jersey, school teacher. Does phenomenal. But wait, like, and his thing was early morning, evening. That's it. Think of a bar. A bar is literally open from 4 to 2. Yeah. Crush your early morning. Right? Crush it. Don't think about being open in the middle of the day. And crush those other two. Now, you start thinking about how many people you can fit into those classes. Right? That That's what it becomes. Right? And then if you find somebody, I would tell you, since you're an owner, but you're not really an owner-operator, like you, you like if you're looking to develop a staff, a brick and mortar, we should be looking at making a 30% margin on it. Right? Especially if we're working in it. But if you're taking a full-time job, I would tell you guys to work those numbers to take down to like, like Kalipa. Kalipa's all his locations, 10% margins. 10% margins on all of them. And they, but it's nice because it's still 10% margin. He still collects, but he's not doing dick. You know, like I took, when I brought in Isaac and Deuce and we brought the full-time people, yeah, I took my margin down significantly, but it's now I, I literally don't do anything unless there's an, like an emergency. Um, so for you guys to be able to kind of manage it and do that and, and then you can see like, cool, we're doing it now. Hey, absolutely, dude. Nice meeting you too. So nice meeting you. That, that's what I'd be kind of thinking of until maybe you get to the point where you're like, all right, well, who's making more? You quit. I'm going to keep doing it. Like, you play that game. And you can kind of just say it's this cool little side thing. You love the community. You love to go work out there. It's just like a fun thing. Um, we definitely feel a little bit like, you know, we have a huge chunk of hours that we're not utilizing. It's just empty. Yeah, but again, bars see the same thing as, like, I mean, it's every industry. I was like, man, but how do I make money every day? Like, that's what every brick and mortar is thinking of. Like, you know, I mean, short of like a, a quick trip, right? Like, I mean, you're only going to make money during these certain pockets. And then it's like, how can you maximize that? And, uh, yeah, it's, you know, looking at price point and then looking at, um, at operational capacity. How many people you fit in there? You know, that was that was one of the big things when we did our rebranding and stuff and switching away from that model is uh, it's just how many people could I fit in at one time? It's just a math number kind of scenario. So that was fucking awesome. I don't know how much footage I got. I couldn't uh, keep up with, you know, fucking camera only runs for 29 minutes or records 29 minutes at a time. So not sure how much of that I got. I'll, I'll go ahead and look at it tonight and cut all this up. But regardless, I, there's probably be some nuggets in there. Hopefully for you guys that were watching this. 
if any of you guys are watching this, I highly recommend if this looked cool or you thought this was a good idea, get everyone that you'd like start biz devving with the other studios and not just if you're a crossfit don't stay in the crossfit realm if you're yoga don't stay in the yoga realm spin all that shit like every we are all doing the same shit none of our businesses are that drastically fucking different that we can't learn from each other so anyway hope you guys enjoyed that peace